Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Grief Gang, welcome back to the podcast. And this week, I am joined by my lovely first legitimate guest. <laughs> so I'd like you all to meet... Megan. <laughs> <laughs> so I am joined by the lovely Miss Megan Fairhead. I know Megan through our lovely mutual friend, little Hannah Banana. <laughs> She's going to love this all this fucking attention, isn't she? Yeah, she is. <laughs> So I know yeah, Megan through my work friend Hannah and Hannah told me of Megan's story back when we first met about a year and a bit ago. Yeah, probably then Hannah's ever told you like this whole sort of not story, but just how I was like, I need to meet this girl like one Hannah. And um when I first started speaking to Hannah, she said how oh yeah, like I've got a friend, her mum passed away. And I think it was um one weekend you were having something, you were having like a memorial. Yeah, Hannah um, also like hosted at all her, the girls yes, at her house. At hers, yeah, she yeah. said, I'm doing something with my friend this week. And then she went into it and I was like, that's so lovely of you, Hannah. Like, oh, I'd love to meet her one day. And there's always been sort of occasions where we've all been, I mean, you've both been invited to the same thing or like, yeah. you've not been there and I've not been at Hannah's birthday. I was so gassed to meet you at Hannah's <laughs> birthday and you couldn't come. And I was like, I want to talk dead mums to her. <laughs> you're always that girl Literally, that lost their mum. Yeah, and you actually finally meet someone else who is. And you're like, oh my God, we're in the same gang. Literally, cool. you know what I mean? <laughs> Grief gang life. So that is my little introduction onto how I know Megan. And then through that as well. So when I started the Grief Gang podcast, Megan has been an absolute amazing supporter of it and always been a little cheerleader for it. Be true to what you believe in, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I thought, who better than tells my first guest, that's lovely Megan. Oh, I am actually very honoured. This is something very dear to my heart. Love so I, I'm honoured. Definitely love that, it. love that. So, like I said in my first um, episode, guys, have a little sip, hold on. <laughs> you like the advert? <laughs> yeah, it's like a Coke advert. Um, like I said, my first episode, guys, um, there's going to be, a, when I do guest podcast, there's going to be a set of questions that I will ask every person that comes onto my podcast. So, without further ado, we're going to kickstart this podcast. Um... 
obviously, me and Meg have had a little chat before and we've just said if things do get too much and if it gets a bit heavy, we may take time out, but we've both... We're both pretty comfortable in our stories, yeah. but nonetheless to say that shit gets deep. Literally. Shit gets deep sometimes. Just never know when it's going to hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, first question for Megan. So if you could tell me about your life before your grief. So anyone who knows me, my kind of like past life history was being a gymnast. So... Um, I lived with my mum and dad. Um, I was really into the gym. I also did like ridiculous amounts of activities like ballet, <laughs> tap, modern, Crossed. stage school. <laughs> <laughs> I had no chill. <laughs> um, so like that was what I was really into. Like it was like a job. Like I trained twenty five hours mm-hmm. a week whilst going to school. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have a social life. So like my like whole family life of being with my cousins and my aunts. We've got like an Irish family. That like, that was kind of like what I was about yeah. for such a long time. And I suppose I didn't really, um, like, until I actually, like, quit gym and yeah. stopped training. I was, like, at quite a high level. Like, I trained for Great Britain. Yeah. Like, that Amazing. was all I really knew. Mm. Um, so when I kind of came out of that, that's when I, I suppose, like, started realising, like, about social life yeah. and friends yeah. and being able to go to parties on a Saturday Amazing. and do all of that stuff that all of my friends were always doing. Yeah, like, you're the slow coach behind, <laughs> like, they're like, hun, that was I'm three like, years ago. I haven't <laughs> had a period and I'm 16 <laughs> <laughs> That was that tiny little Bless gymnast that oh. was just, like, behind everyone. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have had it any other way no, because exactly. like, I've done so much, like, competed abroad, like, exactly. I've done so much stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm well grateful for that. But I suppose like my whole childhood was based around mm. my gym and my family. Yeah. So I've always been really close with everyone. Amazing. I like lived with my mum and dad until my mum and dad broke mm-hmm. up. And then I would visit my dad at the weekends. Um, so it's just me and my sister mm-hmm. um, going between my mum and my dad. Um, and then, yeah, that's it really. Like that was my childhood. Yeah, your life before. Sorry guys, having a little pop up on the laptop. <laughs> intervening <laughs> this is going to be like the most shoddy like on my, on my behalf being like <laughs> trying to multiply between the two <laughs> right next question so this is where obviously i'm going to ask you to tell your story of your mum yeah. um you can delve in as much as you want as little as you want the stage is yours girl, my darling the stage is yours so i'll take it. i want to hear the story <laughs> of shazza yeah, so every, so my mum's name is Sharon, fair head and then a Bursey. So a few years actually before my mum passed, she married my stepdad, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically there was um, the BRCA2 gene um, conversation was going around our family and all of the women and the men were getting checked. So um, it's just a genetics, it's done on a blood test um, yeah. and they tested her um, and my mum's cousin as well actually. And um, my mum... I suppose, I wouldn't say fortunate enough, but they mm. found the cancer then. Yeah. So it was in her breasts and in her lymph nodes. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, as as well, my mum's cousin had the same test. She didn't have the cancer, but she had the same gene. Right. So it basically means that even though my mum had the cancer and she didn't, yeah. they still had to have all the same operations yeah. for my mum's cousin to prevent the cancer and for my mum to, to get yeah. rid of it. Well, try and get rid yeah. of it. So, yeah. I mean, like, Anyone who's heard of the BRCA2 gene means Sharon Osborne had it, yeah. Anthony and Jolene had okay. it. So, I mean, like, it is quite a common, quite common thing that yeah. people are talking about now, mm. thank God, because yeah. really it gave me seven years of my mum's life exactly. I probably would never yeah. have had. Yeah. So, I mean, like every cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, my mum had breast cancer and it was in her lymph nodes. Um, she had chemo. Um, they thought that it had gone. It came back. So it just basically kept spreading. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went um, under care of the Royal Marsden, which are such an amazing cancer Aww. hospital. Like anyone who's ever like known anyone to treat there, they just, it's just so, yeah. so special. They just really understand. And um, so she was being treated there. Um, they actually did like trial drugs on her because yeah. they knew that they were never going to get rid of it, mm-hmm. but they knew that they could probably prolong her life. Yeah. So they did all these trial drugs on her, which thank God they yeah. did because who yeah, who would have known? Yeah, yeah. known? And she's now helped people in our future that mm-hmm. would probably be able to have access to these drugs yeah. that they never knew that they worked. Yeah. So Shaz was a little Shaz was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, was, she was like a little, like a bit of a guinea pig, weren't <laughs> she? Yeah. But and thank God because yeah. even though it did start to spread, and in the end, um, it went to her bones, um, and I mean, she I can't even tell you how many times she had chemo and lost her mm, hair, poor woman. Yeah, grow um, and go, yeah. But then it went to her liver. And in the last few weeks, she started getting jaundice. So she started going a bit yellow and we knew something wasn't Mm -hmm. right. She went into hospital and they were saying, oh, maybe we can stent the liver um, so everything can still function properly, even Mm -hmm. though the cancer's still there. Mm -hmm. And then I I was at home one day, was going up to visit her. How old were you at this time as well? So this, I would have been... So when it really, obviously it was a long process. Yeah, I would have been 21. 21 when it really started. yeah, Yeah, when this, like started we're hitting home like yeah. we're gonna lose her yeah and i mean like you you kind of know when they're saying to yeah. you nothing's really working we're gonna try this that and the rest you always prepare yourself obviously of course yeah. but i mean you you can never prepare yeah. yourself for no, what's co- to come. no no so we cared for her at home um she came through yeah she came through the door and she was like there's nothing that they can do for me now this mm. is it like and hearing those words i mean i remember me and mia were sat at the top of the stairs she came through Step. She came through the door. She came up the stairs and was like, "Enough!" And we just sat there and just cried yeah, and cried for, yeah. for hours. Like, it's almost as if like she like uh, you died then and there. Literally, because you just you know think I mean? like my whole my, that is my whole life. Yeah, it's that was set on my earth. Yeah, yeah, and you, I mean, you know it's coming. Yeah, but when it does, you like your heart just like. Yeah, dies. Just yeah. think, what what do I do now? I do now. Yeah. So we just know we just try to be well normal. And anyone yeah. who knows my mum, I think like, and I've been thought thinking of this as well because obviously we both lost our mums. Yeah. Obviously we both lost them in such different so ways. Yeah. And mine was mine was very instantly, and mine was very traumatic. Yeah. And um, I so many people ask me all the time. They're like, do you think it would have been easier if your mum, if you knew mum was dying or yeah. something like that, or you know, just instantly take like that, I think. I said, Do you know what? And I, the only thing that I can say to you is that, I don't know how this will come across, but I'm rather, it was how I had no. it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel Sometimes like... I think I wish I had that yeah, too. Yeah, and like, I cared for her till, like, literally the last second that she died. Yeah. Like, we cared for her at home. Mm-hmm. Then when it was ready for the hospice, she was only in the hospice for about 12 hours before she died. Yeah. But bef- in that whole period when we knew she was kind of going... I said everything I wanted mm-hmm. to say. I did everything I wanted to do. Exactly. I held her hand. I kissed yeah. her. Stroked her head before she went yeah. to sleep. Like I did. Like I, you got to do I, everything. Yeah, I got yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Everything. And I said to her before she died, I said, 
oh, mum, like, are you scared? Like, I was just, like, so intrigued. Like, what yeah, go what's going through your mind? Yeah, what's going through your mind, mum, yeah. And she was like, no, I'm not scared. I just don't want to leave you. Yeah. And I said, like, it's just, she was so selfless the yeah. whole time. Meg, you're right. She if you've got a lunch, so much, do you yeah. want me to pop to M&S and get you a sandwich? Yeah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no sit mom, down. Like, mum, you are dying, <laughs> you know. Enough now. Chill out. She still went out, saw her friends. Mothers like. love though, innit? Absolute mothers love. Yeah, and she, I mean, for me and Mia, she couldn't do anything more. Yeah. She would, she would, oh, it wasn't even an act. Yeah. She just is like it's that. Just, just and mum. she's just amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, bless. So, on the day that she died, can you talk me through the day of when she actually died? Yeah, so, so um, the, on the, so on the Monday, she started acting a bit weird. She kept saying really strange things to me, mm-hmm. like, um, you just pushed me, and I was like, "Shaz, I'm on the other side of the room. Yeah, like, yeah, what's going? Like, yeah. I could just tell something wasn't quite right. So, we were having palliative care, and I called um, the woman a few times. And to be honest, <laughs> they were a bit shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. No, to you. beyond. Yeah, 100%. Like, I was, I was calling, panicking all the time. Oh yeah, come on Wednesday. I'm like, fucking Wednesday. It's Monday. Certainly, yeah. That, that although like, that doesn't sound too long, you think like every minute is crucial. Yeah, and I mean, I, who's ever seen someone die? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I you mean, don't know, think you're thinking, my age, I, know I hadn't that, no. even had anyone close to me pass away. Mm-hmm. So it was really, like, quite shocking yeah. how, I mean, I was so young. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I said, I'm so young. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so young and to be taken on such a responsibility. Yeah, so she, in, so this has got to the Thursday and I just knew she wasn't right. She wasn't really talking, eating. She was just kind of gone. Yeah. So we called um, the hospice in Woking. Like, what an amazing place. Yeah. They took her in straight away and it was oh, brand new when we went. Amazing. So there was two people in there other oh. than my mum. So it was like straight Seemed in, to straight very quickly in. settled, um, yeah. That day, I mean, like, I relive it quite a lot now mm-hmm. because, I mean, I suppose they're, they're my last moments with my mum, yeah. but it was just, like, something I'd never seen. So she basically had this thing. It was called terminal agitosis or something. Right. So she was basically fighting dying. So she would be laying in the bed mm. and all of a sudden this strength for a woman that can't even lift her arm, she would yeah. just get straight up. And I'd have to hold her down on the bed and be like, Mum, we're chilling. Yeah, yeah, like, it's okay. Just, like, trying to make her, like, really relaxed and just talking to her. And I remember my aunt came in and she was, she could hear her voice and she was like, oh, is that the boss? So, like, she was still (laughs) there. She's still the boss. She's still the boss. She's still there and she's just fighting it. Yeah. Um, And then they were calming her down with drugs and stuff um, and getting her in more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then... It got later and later, and the women were so sweet, and they're like, "Listen, like count her breaths, and the, mm-hmm. when it starts to get a bit longer, yeah. she's starting to slip away." Slip, yeah. So it got to about one in the morning, and I just started. I I just knew, and yeah, I yeah. I held her hand. Mia held her hand. Steve was on the other side Aww. of the bed, um, and yeah, I, could, I was just counting like every yeah. every breath, and um, I shouted to the women. So like, it's like one in the morning, like you're go. not even sleeping, yeah. like you. You just, just yeah. uh, it's like you're uh, completely paranoid. Yeah. Like, what What if I fell asleep? Or, like, yeah. not that I could, yeah. but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. Panicking, but yeah, like, I want to be there every second. Mm-hmm. And the women came in and they were like, Yeah, like she's gonna go. And mm. she, she just took like the last few breaths and it was really, really peaceful. Yeah, like, I can't like explain to people how I, what I mean by that, but it was like a weight was lifted, yeah, off of all of us because she yeah. was no longer in pain, yeah. she wasn't fighting yeah. it. And at first, obviously, I was really, really upset, really crying, and I left the room. 
with Mia yeah. and was like consoling Mia, calling the family. Like mm-hmm. I literally, I mean, I'm from an Irish family. I think yeah. how many people yeah. I have to find? <laughs> oh, God. Like I've got, like I've got aunt, two uncles, yeah. nan and granddad, yeah. my dad. That's like, sometimes everyone. the worst, isn't it? As well, like, calling I have to break people. those news and tell my nan and granddad that her do- that their daughter's, daughter's just died. died. Yeah. Like it was fucking awful. Yeah. But anyway, they said to me like, "Do you want to come back in the room?" And Mia was like, "I'm not going in if you're not going in." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, do I?" Because she when she passed, like her face and stuff like yeah, it wasn't good no, it's not a nice um and they said like please please come back in anyway i went i was like okay and they had literally honestly these people are amazing they mm. had put flowers in her hands mm. they closed all her eyes she looked really peaceful they'd yeah. opened um like one of the windows and okay, stuff yeah. and there was like fresh well, air nice in breeze, there yeah. and she just looked like so beautiful yeah hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And like that, obviously, was like the last. Like we the left last her sort there, of image, yeah. but I, I left her there knowing that like her soul had gone. Like yeah. my mum, that was not my mum. That yeah. was just a, the pain. A shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah that like was, a shell. Yeah. I could see yeah. like the struggle that she had been through, mm-hmm. and I just was like to me, like right, that's that now. Yeah, like me and you mm-hmm. and Steve. Like yeah, bless of Steve. Yeah. Like he's just lost his wife. Yeah. I was like, we just need to be with our family. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point we drove to my nan and granddad's house where my whole family was Rather, gathering. Like yeah. my granddad calls it like open door and they had like a candle on the doorstep oh. and anyone just came in yeah. all day. We had been awake all night, obviously. Yeah. And I remember Shattered. falling asleep and then just hysterically like sobbing and sobbing yeah. and screaming and yeah. like you are unconsolable. Like yeah. what do people what do? Can, what can they do? What can they say? But I mean, like obviously, like the, like I had the most amazing friends ever, yeah. and like I cannot tell you, like family is one thing because yeah, they've lived it through with course. you, but sometimes so when you just to. want that break, you just want to go have a cheeky Nando's, yeah, like, little vino with normal. the girls. Do you know you what I do. mean? Like, <laughs> like a whole thing, isn't it? You want. You don't sometimes don't want to be labelled as the girl with a dead mum. Literally. You just want to be... I was like, Megan, get me to the rave. Yeah, get me to I'm the fucking, fucking rave. <laughs> as sometimes you do. And then sometimes you want the whole thing of... Sometimes you do want your girls to be like, sometimes let's talk about it. Yeah. And I do remember one time, like, Han saying to me before... Um, I'm sure she won't mind or whatever, no, but maybe yeah. she's saying um, there was one time where you were like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. To the girls, and yeah. I think one of the friend, your friends, was like, let's talk about it. Like, do yeah. you want to talk about mum? And you were like, yeah. no, I don't want to. And I yeah. said, Han, that's that's perfectly normal. Yeah. When she's ready, it will come out like a fucking shit storm. And, and you just it? and you yeah, and then you're a bit like, oh, we weren't ready for that. I said, <laughs> I but 
let her come to you. Yeah. Let her come to you. Exactly. And sometimes she just wants to be Meg. She wants to go for a rave. She wants to go for whatever. Yeah. Let her be that girl. Exactly. And I, like, I do say to people, like, when you lose your mum, when you lose anyone, like mm-hmm. your mum or your dad, you do join a club because mm-hmm. even if it's your brother and your sister, like, people know your story. And I've been yeah. so open with my mum's mm-hmm. story. So when she was having cancer, chemo, everything, it was almost like my, my social media was my yeah. way of letting other people know. It's such an... um outlet it's yeah, a really big outlet like, we're like we're like we've got i've got loads of friends mm-hmm. like my mum has loads of friends and yeah. if she's not texting people all the time at least people know what's going on yeah sometimes it's awkward to be like oh how's your mum or yeah like she's gonna die like yeah I know true it's awkward, yeah it is yeah it's yeah it's a bit like what's the update yeah, yeah. no 100% so I used that as a way of keeping everyone updated and yeah. I did it when like she passed and I've kept like people up like obviously not so much now but when she passed like when the funeral was mm-hmm. and like when we released balloons yeah. and I wanted like to keep her spirit alive and I wanted to help other people even mm-hmm. though I was grieving yeah. and I didn't yeah. know how to deal with it like I knew she was such a massive part of so yeah. many people's lives yeah so true you don't want to let that you don't want to let that die out and no. it seems like you came to that conclusion of I want to help people quite early on like yeah. it was quite like it it almost sounds as if like it was do you feel like you let yourself grieve? Do you know what? I I'm one of these people that I'm quite headstrong and yeah. I and I really know who I am. Yeah. But nothing like who what is grief? Do you know? It's true. Like yeah. what, people grieve in so many different what's ways. What's telling you that not because I cry myself to mm-hmm. sleep every night, which is actually yeah. that's some people say to me like, how do you like how do you live your life? And I'm yeah. like, I just I fucking have do. to. Like, <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I have to. Hun. I don't know what. Yeah. what anyone's supposed to what yeah. does someone who has lost their mum look like tell me it's true it's so so true so yeah I paint just, me a picture of what they look like yeah, and I I'll can't. fucking be it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but shit I want to live my life like how she lived yeah. hers and yeah. that was like literally do what you want and have a good time why not and why would you fucking not she wouldn't want me to be sad all the time no exactly and you have your moments don't you you know you take your time to reflect and think yeah. about them and yeah, I think a lot of people do think. I remember because I went to work like the week after, and people were like, "Yeah, that's mental." Um, people were like, "Oh no, you haven't grieved, and that wasn't the right thing to do." And yeah. I think I look back at it now, and I did. I'm an R for a while, thinking, "Oh, oh there's no point looking back at the past now." Yeah, I fucking went back to work, I paid the bill, whatever. <laughs> but um, I look back now, and I think that was the best thing for me, and that was yeah. my way of grieving totally. of me going to work and nobody knew me or my story, and I yeah. could be the girl who didn't know and knew that her mum had just died. Yeah. And nobody knew. And it was almost like I could play pretend a little bit. Yeah. So in some ways, yes, people were like, oh, well, she's sort of masking it. And I was like, yeah, maybe it was a bit, yeah. but it helped me. Yeah. It absolutely helped me. It was my getaway for a couple hours of the day. Yeah, and then when I would, I don't have to talk about yeah. it. I can do my job, go home. Totally. And then when I go home, that's when I can just peel off the mask and, and let rip yeah. and completely let rip. Oh, amazing. What's, um, how, how's Mia? So, so, so what's the age gap between you two? So there's five years between oh, right, us. Okay. Um, so she's 21 soon. Oh, the big two one. Bless though. Like before my mum passed away, she like Mia's got a card this year from my mum for her birthday. It's like so amazing. I yeah. said to Mia like, this is the most amazing thing you're ever gonna yeah, get in your life now. Gift. Like a letter from your mum. Like it's just amazing. Yeah. Like, no, like some people like you, Amber. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's why I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like yeah. when you lose someone instantly. Yeah. Yeah. You f- you feel like we almost haven't closed that door. Of course, whereas no, of course. we, I mean, like my mum wrote us all of us letters yeah, before she passed, and she that's prepared so lovely. Her, like us, yeah, 
for no, yeah. she knew. Yeah. As much as almost as if like there's nothing that will prepare you for a life without mum. Yeah. It's that softened it though. Yeah. That softened it. You, and you that, can you know you've got those day. few comforts yeah. that are coming. It, no, definitely. It really oh bless her. It's sweet, yeah. But I mean me and Mia are chalk and cheese. We are well similar. Like people yeah. are like, Oh my god, you're twins. And uh. I'm like, I'm good because when I'm thirty, I'm gonna be looking <laughs> yeah, really look <laughs> But um I just think me and Mia are very, very different, but that that she's the only other person who will ever feel exactly how exactly. I feel. And yeah. I mean, it's difficult sometimes because Mia's quite like I hope she wouldn't mind me talking about her, yeah, but yeah. she's um she's a bit more introvert and I'm mm-hmm. a bit more extrovert. So yeah. where it's like we might have a row and Mia wouldn't talk to me for a day. I'm like knocking on the door, like, talk yeah. to me, let's yeah. talk this yeah. out. What do you want for dinner? Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> do you want to go out? <laughs> do you want to hug? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm more like that, so I think it's like uh, that with siblings, I think. Our minds know, just yeah, work minds very like differently, that. but yeah. sometimes I just look at it and I just think, oh, I just know. Yeah, and of course you do. Yeah, you, you look at your sibling, you're like, I know what's going through your head. Yeah, and I, I know I how try you're feeling do... because you're the only person exactly, who knows. Exactly, and I exactly. try and do things probably to compensate for that sometimes. Yeah. And I think, oh, I just need to let Mia do Mia. Yeah. But I can't help it because I'm yeah. like, I'm her like second mum. She always says to me, well, like, yeah. you're second mum. And yeah. she used to joke about it when my mum was alive. And now I think she thinks like, shit, I've got no well, it to Well, yeah, no, yeah, it sort of is, yeah. And but I can't help it, Amber. No, I'm a got... nightmare. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like, I mean, I've always really looked after her. But now yeah. I'm just like, I live my life for her. Like, I want to oh, be like the so best role model. Though. Like, I want her to know if she's having a shit day, like, oh, I'm going to be you the one to be like, be come that. on, sort it out. Yeah, You've got this. 100%. And I'm, 100% sure that she is I mean, I don't know Mia but I would kill for a sister like oh, you thank you bless her so lovely I'll tell her that <laughs> <laughs> hi Mia <laughs> oh bless that is so lovely right so we are going to go on to the second to last question oh my god my eyes fuck me really these glasses on <laughs> so what's your outlook on life now so I really, anyone that know me actually would just think that, yeah, she's a nutter, but I, <laughs> I am just me and I feel mm-hmm. like I've been, I've been through stuff and this is, that's like, hasn't like, that is not who I am. That yeah, doesn't define me. Yeah. I've always been a bit crazy and I just live life. Like my mum was yeah. mental. I'm telling you, like her <laughs> funeral song was flash dance, right? <laughs> and if that played at a party, she'd be doing the splits on the floor. Her wedding dress, there's photos of her, she's on the floor. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I just think if she can do that when she was going through what she exactly. was going through, what excuses what, have what I got? What do I have? Yeah, what, what, yeah. Life's too fucking short. You know what I mean? Eat the cake, Thank drink you. the booze. Yes. And I think sometimes when I'm like, people take things so seriously, I'm like, oh God. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's one thing as well. Like I, um, I think where I've sort of butted heads, obviously I find that as well once you lose somebody, it could be your mum, whoever, whatnot, you usually do just gravitate to yeah. people and, could be complete strangers. I mean, yeah. through the podcast as well, like I've messaged people. I mean, like even like you're the we had a yeah. mutual friend. Yeah. Like, we gravitated so so quickly Definitely. and so heavily. Um, but oh, where the fuck was I going with this? Oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> but no, I think the reason why you gravitate to those people, obviously, yeah, you have that link of of grief and death. Yeah. But you also have that um, connection of you don't take yourself too seriously no yeah. more. I realise I really do not take myself too seriously no when it's quite bad. Yeah, but, but how, it's yeah, but also, how boring. Exactly, yeah. Imagine. Let loose. Imagine caring that much about, like, being who you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think sometimes people might, like, see my Instagram or whatever, people that don't yeah. know me and think, like, 
oh, she might look just, it up herself. Yeah. Like, no, hun, I want to have a good photo before I go out. And then Why I'm going to do the splits. And then, yeah, and I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to twerk on the floor. I will, though. And that's another thing as well for our like, generation I don't want the perception well. to be that... Yeah. Like, once someone will be like, oh, that Megan, she lost the man, well, she looks a bit uptight, like... Yeah. No. No, hun, like, you don't even... Know. And that's, that's something as well. It's um, social media, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that's generation. why I try to use that as well, to, like, yeah. I don't want people... Um, like I want people to talk about it. You know what it's like yeah. these days, Amber. Like every, I mean, like mental health is such a big thing. Yeah, people 100%. talk about it all the time. Yeah. If I can open that door and that mm-hmm. conversation to people, mm-hmm. and people think, oh, actually, I know about that, and mm-hmm. she did post about it. So yeah, like, I've had people come to me like through the years when I've lost my mum or when my mum was even being ill. And it's helped me talking to other people. 100%. And they're the ones that have come to me and said, like, yeah. oh, Meg, how did you feel? What did you do when your mum lost her hair and stuff? Yeah. And it takes me back, and I'm like. Well, I'm just going to take Shaz's advice and share that with other people. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, like, you probably don't understand how much wonders that does for people. Yeah. And that's one thing as well, even just talking about your own story, um, just offloading it. Like, I didn't realise, I remember when I first started the podcast, um, everyone's like, oh, it's amazing that you're going to be helping other people and whatnot yeah. like that. And they're like, but I think, and so people said, this can be really good for you as well, Amber. Yeah. And I never saw it from that aspect. Mm. I never saw it as, now this isn't for me, this isn't for other people, but oh my God, it's made me peel back layers of myself, of my grief, yeah. the more than I ever, than yeah. I ever thought. And it made me realise how actually, one thing I've learned of all the people who I've, I've spoke to, met and whatnot, um, is how resilient we are. Oh god, yeah. The absolute resilience of us, of, and like when I listened back to my story the other day, I was just saying to you earlier, I thought, fucking hell, not not saying you know, oh woe me, yeah. But I've been through fucking a lot, yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually still here to tell <laughs> yeah. the story today, and still have a smile on my face. So totally. I think if one thing, it's an energy though. Like isn't I it? feel like even meeting you. Well, I mean, we've yeah, never met before yeah. tonight, yeah. even though we've spoken yeah, obviously, yeah. but. There is just an energy. Yeah. And, and you just connect. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Grief gang vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Flag it on a t-shirt. <laughs> right, so this is our last question to round up. If you, Megan, could tell your past self one bit of truthful and helpful advice for all the emotions you're about to feel, what would it be? Cool. That's a question. <laughs> Do you know what? There's nothing that can ever prepare yourself for it. And you do have to take each day as it comes. And I'm actually only learning this now, to be honest. So I wish that someone's like, it's actually okay to be a, not be okay. Yeah. And so many of my friends say that. Ellie Henshaw, shout out yeah. to you. Elsa. But Elle literally <laughs> tells me, like, Meg, you're actually not a robot. You're a human being. Yeah. So like, sometimes I'll text her, like, oh, I've fucking had enough. Mm. and then she's like no you haven't I'm like yeah no I <laughs> yeah yeah I know it but I'm fucking but feeling like, like people I just am. need to like own who they are and yeah. if, they're, if they're not all right get help and talk to people and mm-hmm. share that mm-hmm. because I think whereas I was just going through it and putting on this brave face to everyone like being my mum's kind of spokesperson yeah yeah like I was like oh god I'm really young and I'm dealing with something so big so heavy where, where do I leave when she's not here because I live yeah. my life for her yeah So I think if I could say anything to anyone who's going through anything like losing someone, it's just to be true to yourself. Yeah, 100%. And go to raves. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever gives you that release, though, isn't it? (laughs) Whatever gives that release, whether it's raving, staying in, doing whatever. Yeah, Yeah, you've got to stay true to yourself. Yeah. 
You've got to say so, so true to yourself. I also want to say thank you. Oh! Because but- honestly, I don't think you realise, and other people who will listen to this like will realise, like, talking about it helps. Mm-hmm. But just when you're having actually like a bad five minutes, you just think someone else that can relate Mm -hmm. and like your pods have been really insightful to some of the girls as well like Mm. when you talk about other friends and yeah i would just encourage people if you know anyone going through it like please share the love because it's helpful and people don't realize no 100 percent, 100 percent. oh thank you hard i'm just gassing you up (laughs) gassing me up now (laughs) (laughs) well that is it we're all questioned out we're going to round up this episode. I want to say thank you to you, Megan. Thank you for... We finally did it. We got it at the time and we did it. It wasn't bad. We didn't cry, which is good. But if we did cry, that wasn't bad either. Yeah, so it's fine. It We're letting it out. Um, I think we're both doing our mummies proud. Hell yeah, Very are. much. Sue and Shaz <laughs> raving it up in old heaven. Big up the ting. <laughs> Right, grief gang, that's it before I start waffling like a dickhead. Peace out. Bye, bitches. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 